Ed, it has been a hot minute, and this year I'm working on consistency. So whether it's consistent with my workouts, with eating better, with drinking less, either way, I'm going to work on getting in here and getting into your ear a little bit more frequently. So here I am today talking about something someone had told me several, several months ago that they wanted me to talk about, and I honestly didn't know what to say because I feel like I struggle with this myself. And so it was around self-sabotaging. What are the things we do? Why do we do it? What can we do to overcome self-sabotaging? And so one of the biggest things for me that I learned about was, I didn't really learn about it, I just picked up on it. And the biggest thing that has been helpful for me is to determine who I am and become self-aware and why I do the things I do. And, And so one of the things I did was get inside of my head a little bit. And I had these kind of objective of myself, almost as like you're this is out-of-body experience and you're looking down on yourself and looking at how you think and just trying to really give yourself an outsider's perspective on your own thoughts. And so there were several times when I would get frustrated, like with Jesse or, you know, and think really negative, or even as a parent, like have these really negative thoughts, like, God, why did I actually have kids? And I know that sounds terrible, like to say that out loud or think that, but it's like, jeez. It is exhausting. You know, they talk about, when they talk about parenting, they talk about, oh, yeah, I used to change diapers, and, oh, you know, oh, God, they're going to make a mess on the floor. You have to clean up around their high chair. you got to give them a bath after feeding time all the time. Your nipples are going to be sore from breastfeeding. They never talk about how much your kids are fucking assholes and how much they will wear on you because you try to turn them into these humans who can, you know, walk about the earth and do good things and treat people kindly, and then they're like, I don't care about anybody. I don't care about this. And you're like, who the fuck are you? And I did not raise you this way. It's like, what's happening? Anyway, I'm in that teenager raising season of life, and it is, it is exhausting. And I'm frustrated that no one has told this to me. Besides the fact that I knew that I was also an asshole in high school and as a teenager, and I gave my parents hell. So I know this is also just coming back to me. Karma is a bitch, and I was one. So here we are. But point being, we have these thoughts, these self kind of, these just self-sabotaging thoughts, whether it's with our nutrition or, again, like I said, with your relationships or parenting. And so one of the things that I've done that has helped me get out of that is stop the self-deprecating humor. I don't know about you guys, I'm super passive-aggressive in my mindset, and sometimes my humor can be very passive-aggressive, and I just think it's funny. I think it's funny to be sarcastic. But... What's not funny to me anymore because I've learned a different way of thinking about things is making fun of yourself for things that really matter. So, like, here's a perfect example. I have lived in poverty a majority of my life. I hated it. And so I would joke with, like, memes and things. You know, in Bridesmaids, how, I can't remember her name, but Blonde, who is struggling, the main character, she's super funny, but she's like, help me, I'm poor, you know, and, like, when she's on the plane and she's all drugged up. But she's like, help me, I'm poor. And so, like, I would say those funny things, like, help me, I'm poor. And I would literally be attracting this negativity to myself without even realizing it. Like, I would be really pulling in these ideas of, like, help, like, I'm poor. And I would think that. And I always assumed that money had to be a struggle and life had to be a struggle. And so I always thought that, even in, in my joking ways or, or, you know, or here's another example. You know when someone says, oh, my gosh, your hair looks great today. And you're like, oh, no, it looks like shit. Like, first of all, 
other person like, screw you for giving me a compliment because, no, I look like shit. Like, no, say thank you. Like, I've picked up on this myself, one, because one of the most beautiful women I know, she was such a kind woman. She literally was just beautiful. She was naturally beautiful. She didn't have to try. And I heard her multiple times. People would compliment her, and she would literally do that and be like, oh, no, like, oh, my God, I just put this on. Oh, I suck. I haven't washed my hair in three days. Like, she would just be so negative about it. And, and I said to her one day, you know, which was, for me, out of my comfort zone, telling someone that they looked beautiful, like, that was a very vulnerable moment for me to be like, you look so beautiful. I don't know why. Complimenting people can be hard sometimes. But I did that, and she was like, no, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, I was embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I even say anything? Oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Do not do that to people. You thank people when they give you a compliment. Like, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Give someone else a compliment. Me and my boys used to do that at the grocery store because freaking shopping with children is a nightmare. And so we had to entertain ourselves and try to keep them from grabbing everything off of the shelves. And so I would play this game with them, and they would be like, all right, who can compliment someone the most? And it was really fun. I mean, it was it was really fun. I actually enjoyed it. Um, Mason was a little too young to do it, but definitely my oldest one, we, we had a really good time with that. And it was super cute to see him push himself out of his comfort zone and, you know, say something nice to someone. So, again, my number one tip for you with the self-sabotaging is to stop making fun of yourself, okay? Stop saying things to yourself like, oh, my God, my hair looks awful, blah, blah, blah. I'm so poor. Like, I'll just stop. Stop. It's not going to be a light switch moment where you're just flipping and stuff. It's going to take a little while because I have, to, I have to stop myself in my tracks still to this day because, I, again, my, my sense of humor is very much, again, passive-aggressive. It is self-deprecating. I just, like, I just like to make fun of myself. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. It's just it makes it less, like, boastful to me if I can make fun of myself. However... It is not doing me any good. It is not doing my mindset any good. And I know in terms of self-sabotaging, I think a lot of questions that people have is around relationships. I'm going to switch gears for a minute and talk a little bit about self-sabotaging in a relationship. I don't know about you, but I'm a major empath, okay? And if you don't know what that means, because I didn't either until a few years ago, I literally absorb the energy in a room or from a movie. And so what that can do to me sometimes is, for example, I watched the movie, I think it was This Is 40, or this, yeah, This Is 40, I think it was what it was called. It had um, Leslie Mann, and I absolutely love her. She's so funny. Um, but that movie, it depressed me. Like, it was just the relationship, like, they were nitpicking at each other. Like, I walked away from that movie thinking I would, I would think it was funny and lighthearted. And no, it was like I felt heavy. I felt stressed out. I felt like I needed to reevaluate my life and think about my future. And, whoa, like, hold the phone here. What the hell? And that happens to me so often. So, I mean, I, I can be watching a movie, and it is all about, you know, a breakup and a divorce and, like, all this stuff. And I'm literally like, Jesse, we need to talk because I'm pissed right now. And he is like, whoa, whoa what happened I, I don't like he literally just came inside from like raking leaves or something and he is like what the what the hell Jessica I'm, I'm so confused so sometimes our self-sabotaging is things that have nothing to do with anybody outside of our own little bubble we do it to ourselves again it's self-sabotaging now it's just one example for me that really made things challenging 
changing in my relationships, and so, and especially with my relationship with my husband. So, I don't partake in movies like that, or if I am watching something like that, he'll watch it with me, and I'm just like, we'll talk through it, like, oh my god, this would be terrible if you did this to me, like, don't ever fucking cheat on me, or I will cut you, you know, like, we'll just joke about it in that way, but it's never, uh, I have to think about things, but self-sabotage is hard, because we are the ones who talk to ourselves the most. And so I want you just to think about that and think about those thoughts that you have. And I will tell you, too, about this one book that I started reading, but I had to stop because it was way over my head. But it was, um, oh, God, I cannot think of it. It's going to piss me off. I will put it in the notes for you. Oh, Tethered Souls or something. Tether, something about tethering. Just Google it. You'll figure it out. But I'll still put it in the notes because I owe it to you. But my point is, this book was, the whole premise of this book was talking about you are not your thoughts. And again, thinking about parenting and relationships and and being around humans who annoy the shit out of you, it is hard sometimes. It it can be really, really hard. And you might have thoughts of, oh, my God, if my husband doesn't stop snoring, I'm literally going to smother him with this pillow. Okay, you are not your thoughts. You thought about smothering him. You thought about, oh, my God, what would life be like without him? Oh, God, the funeral. Oh, God. So you think about those things, but you're not your thoughts. You don't have to act on them. You do not have to to make them transpire. So point being, it's okay if you have negative thoughts, but it's really, really important for you to flip the switch when you have those thoughts. And I want you to shift gears and focus on something positive. So if you're if you're thinking about your husband, you're watching a show, and you're like, oh, my God, remember that one time when he looked at that girl's boobs and it pissed me off or, or whatever it might be for you? Don't let it consume you. Be like, okay, it happened, we talked about it, we moved on, here we are. I remember that one time when he looked at my boobs and told me that they looked great. Like, shift it around so you're not in that negative mindset, and it is going to help you go so, so far. So, that is what I got for you guys today. I do not want to overwhelm you. I know everybody is super busy. I am literally driving home right now when my mind is just wandering and I'm thinking all the things I want to share with you guys and help you get out of your own way because that is where I was probably 20 years ago. I was so confused and you just figure out how the hell to make my life go into a different direction than the way it was going. So, All right. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. If this really resonated with you, make sure you either like it or I don't know what the hell you do on Spotify or iTunes. You can leave feedback. Do all those nice things that you want someone to do for you because I will totally give you love and a virtual hug because we're still in the pandemic. So, all right. I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Again, consistency is key. So I will be back soon. Bye.